0: Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write up of it in the comment section, or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned.
1: Now, say the fullness of faith. Fullness of faith. Okay. But before you say that, say, I am word and spirit. Say I am word and spirit. I
0: am word and
1: spirit. Say I am word and spirit. I am word and spirit. Yeah. Say I am the witness of God. I am the witness of God. Okay. We are not out of scripture, are we? No, all right. Now we can talk about the fullness of faith. So from the 9th of January all the way till Friday 2 days ago. We started digging into faith. Digging into faith. Trying to find out what this is. Why faith? Because whether you like it or not, when you became born again, God told you that you have become the just. Actually, the road from justification into glorification and staying in glorification is faith. It's faith. So the Bible said that just shall live by faith. There is no other. You have only one life. It's called faith. And I will explain to you. God expects you to have just one life. Have one life. That life is called what? The life of faith. Say, I have one life. I have one life. The life of faith. The life of faith. All right. So we read Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 4 we began to see what we call the heroes of faith. All these amazing men, from Abel to Enoch to Abraham to uh, Moses to Rahab, to all these amazing people. But ladies and gentlemen, when it got to Abraham, the Bible spent a few verses to talk about him. He talked about him for a while and jumped to Sarah then came back to Abraham again. When he came to Abraham, he added two men to him, Isaac and Jacob. Then other portions of scripture says that even though all these guys had faith, Abraham became the father of all faith. Can you see that? Of course, yes. The Bible says that these were the true heroes. He mentioned all of them. God commended them for their faith. Yet they lived in hope without receiving the fullness of what was promised them. That's what we are looking at, the fullness. So they didn't receive the fullness. They received some, but not fullness. You have received the fullness, but you don't even know it. They didn't receive the fullness, but they knew about it. We have received the fullness, yet we don't know about it. So, we explain what the promise was on Friday. Now, let's look at, for you to understand faith, then you must look at the one who became the father of faith. So, we can follow after his example. Because whether you like it or not, you can't become the father of faith. He is the father of faith. And today, whether you like it or not, the whole of heaven belongs to Abraham. Whether you like it or not, Jesus is his son. Whether you like it or not, you, you are his son. Whether you like it or not, your blessings are from him. So, it is important that we look at this man and say, hey, who is this man? What actually did he do that placed him there? Okay? Yes, sir. So, Romans chapter 4, that's where we we're going to spend the whole time. But I will lay some foundation quickly. Let's do NLT or King James. The NLT says, Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. This is, this is something else. The guy was not a Jew, but he founded the Jewish nation. Now, the next question says, What did he discover about being made right with God? So the man discovered something. King James. The man discovered something. He said, What shall we say then that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? So the man found something. Don't read your Bible. Take your time and ask yourself a question. He found something. What did he find? That Paul, in fact, a lot of people could explain to us. It took Paul to come and explain what the man found. Can I see amplified? Just so we are on the same page. But if so, what shall we say about Abraham, our forefather, humanly speaking? What did he find out? What did he find out that you are not finding out? You know you have heard live by faith, work by faith. You have heard, but you haven't found out. I thank God these 20 days we have been able to dig out a lot of things. Look at what we passed through. People didn't even know how your faith can be corrupted because of money. Meanwhile, that is the very thing the born again chases after every day. The man found out something. How does this affect his position and what was gained by him? What it means is that this thing he found out affected his position. And he also gained something out of it. You good? Yes, sir. Okay. So now that we've laid this foundation, let's find out. But let me lay some foundations first. Let me explain to you what is the fullness of faith. Okay. What is the fullness of faith? I'll show you something. For you to understand the fullness of faith, you need to understand God's mind. Where before the earth was formed and where before man fell. Please get this. You need to understand God's mind. God's intention, God's will, God's volition, before the world was formed, what the Bible calls the foundation, and then before, of course, the world was formed and then the world fell. That's how you learn to work with God. If you want to see God in the era when man fell, you will not understand him. Because he had His intentions and plans before the world came, before man fell. You, you, you understand my point? Yes. So go to Revelation chapter 13 verse 8. Okay. Now this is it. This is God's mind and thought before the foundation. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Of course, he's talking about you know, the Antichrist. Whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb. Slain from what? The foundation of the world. So here you found out that Jesus actually was slain. Here it actually was before the foundation of the world. Jesus was slain. Meaning he shed his blood before the foundations of the world what we saw at calvary was just a replay a physical replay of what had happened in eternal past now what does the lamb being slain from the foundation or before the foundation mean we all understand that we know that the sacrifice of jesus was the revealing of the mercy and the grace of God. Can we start from there? The sacrifice of Jesus was the expression or the release of God's words, mercy and grace. His love in motion. Okay. Now, the word foundation you see there is not foundation you know in English. The word foundation you see there means the fall. So he's saying that Jesus was slain. He was sacrificed or he sacrificed. He shed his blood before the world fell. What does the world falling mean? Before Adam sinned. In fact, before sin entered the world. Before sin entered the world, the plan of God is and was that his mercy and his grace. Should exist. And she will play. So you can see. it, Like from here to where the pulpit is. The pulpit is where the world fell. Adam sin entered the world. So God's plan right from here. To here. It would have still continued. But he got an obstacle. So sin entered the world. And began to destroy. Or you know inhibit the flow of mercy and grace. So death began to come. Sicknesses came. And all those things were not part of the plan. But these things happen because sin entered the world. Now, if you don't understand this, you will not understand what we're going to talk about. So right from God's mind, and that's how you study and get to know God. You always find out what was God's mind before all things. His mind before all things is the same mind that he carries along. What you carry along is the mind of God in the fallen world. Do you get it? What you and I carry around sometimes is the mind of God in the fallen world. How God will punish you, how God will kill you, how God will do this against you, how God will do... This This is now the word, the law, in the fallen world, but before the fallen world was mercy and grace. Do you get it now? Yes, sir. Okay. So this was the foundation. Now go to Romans chapter 4, verse 16. What is the whole essence of faith? The fullness of faith we're looking at. The Bible says that, therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. It is of faith that it might be by grace. What is the fullness of faith? Grace. The fullness of faith is grace. Oh, then he said, to the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of faith, the faith of Abraham who is the father of us all. So what was it that Abraham found? Grace. This whole thing about faith, 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 it's all about grace, 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 grace. That's all. But I'm going to share something with you that you would think it is not possible. The reason why it is not possible is why I started with you The reason why you think it's not possible is why I started with you from Revelation 13. For you to understand the the man's mind. And our mind is because of the fallen world. The law had etched into. Can you see that? Okay. The reason why your faith is not so strong and your faith that you think you have and you don't even have sometimes. <laughs> it's because of your ignorance of grace. Now, let's look at why does faith, because go to Hebrews eleven six. 6, why is faith so important to God? Once you understand this, we will read Romans 4, 1 downwards, and you, it will be fine. Now, look at what the Bible says here. He said, but without faith, without faith, it is impossible. The word is impossible. Just like saying that God, it is impossible for God to lie. If God decides to lie, he will make a mess of lie. Do you get it? Yes, sir. It's like you are not a liar. And you are being asked, you, you will make it, you don't know the strategy. You don't know the moves of lies. But when you call Satan, his lies are like, that's his nature. So the Bible says it is impossible for God to lie. And then he used the same word here when it came to faith. He said, without faith, it is impossible. And he said, to please him. What is God trying to say here? What makes God pleased is faith. What makes God excited? What brings joy into his heart? What makes God dance around? What makes God shout and scream? What pleases him is faith. Is that without this, you can, there's nothing you can do. Without faith, trust me, it's not your offering, it's not your holiness, it's not your thanksgiving. It's nothing. All those things don't please him. What pleases him is faith. And I know this scripture. We know it and we have read it over. We haven't gotten understanding of it because we have not understood the fullness of faith. Because in 1st 1 Timothy 1:11, 1 the Bible also told you what pleases God, what makes God happy. Look at it. According to the glorious gospel of the happy God. The gospel is what makes God happy. The word blessed there's the word makarios, which means happy. So according to the glorious gospel of the happy God, which was committed to my trust, this is Paul talking. Now in Hebrews eleven six, 6 it says that faith is the only thing that pleases God. Then he continued to say that, so anyone that cometh to God must believe that he is one. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now here, the word reward is not exactly what it means. Because God doesn't reward you. Humans reward For him to reward you means you have done something with effort. He gifts you. God gifts. He gifts men. He doesn't reward men. Uh, You need to understand that. Because sometimes we even pray to say, Lord, I need my reward. You know. Yeah, reward means that I have put in something and so I deserve something. Now, here he says... He that cometh to God. So once you come to God, he said the first thing you must note is that he is. Not you. He is one. And he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Okay? Yes, Alright. Now the question is: why is it impossible to please God without faith? Because we just learned. That it is, it, might, it is of faith that it might be by grace. And I said that the essence of faith is grace. Yeah. So what does it mean? What it means is that if you don't come in faith, the God's grace is not released. So what does it mean? What it means is that you don't consider God as the one who can do all things. That is why he said. Anyone that comes to him. Must first or all believe that he is. Now. Okay. I won't jump the gun. So faith. Reveals. The grace of God. Faith. It reveals the grace of God. And the glory. And the grace of God. Comes with the glory of God. I will explain. But without faith, why would they say without faith? Because if you don't use faith, you stop him from using grace. And grace is what makes him happy. Do you get it now? So we are saying that faith reveals the grace of God. And the grace of God comes with his glory. The grace of God comes with his glory. So what does faith reveal? The grace of God. And what does the grace of God come with? Glory. The grace of God does not come alone. The grace, oh, John 1, 14. For we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of what? Grace and truth. For the law came by Moses, but grace came by Jesus. So what? Look at it. And the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory. Whose glory? The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. When grace and truth came, it came with glory. The reason why we are not seeing God's glory fully released in the churches is because grace is not fully preached. And grace is not fully recognized. When grace is fully revealed and fully taught from the pulpit and you begin to walk in grace, I'm about to show you that you have not been walking in grace. When you walk in fullness of grace, it comes with glory. So ladies and gentlemen, there is coming the glory. And this glory is all set in <laughs> This glory is being ushered in by the teachings of the glorious gospel. The grace. That is why faith is important to God. Because it is, it is by faith that God has the liberty to operate grace. Can you see that? Okay. Faith says, I believe it is done. That's what faith says. Faith says, I believe it is done. Faith says, I trust in God. I know why I'm laying this foundation. Faith says, I believe in God. Oh, I trust in God. I believe that he has done it. I believe in his righteousness. I believe in his love. And I believe in his capabilities. I believe in God's capabilities. Okay? But unfortunately, do you know what you have believed in? Your efforts. Hmm. That's what you have believed in. Why are all these important? Because study your Bible. God deals with us. By his grace. That's how God deals with men. He deals with men by his grace. See, the reason why after the fall, Jesus had to come shed his blood because that was the same thing that ushered in the grace and mercy. So from the foundations of the world, Jesus was slain. The the lamb was slain. And that was a representation of his mercy and his grace. So when the fall came, he came again. To what? To shed his blood. For what again? For God's mercy and God's grace to be released again. It's, the thing was choked. But now he's not dying anymore. Yes, sir. So why am I shouting? Because faith allows God to operate grace. Faith allows God to operate grace. That's all. You will not understand. I'm coming to grace. Then one thing you need to understand is that faith becomes easy when grace is understood. Faith becomes easy when grace is well understood. Once you understand grace, faith Becomes an easy life. You know, people believe that the faith you had when you became born again, it ends at when you became born again. No, but that's not the case. It's a continuous journey. Now, why am I talking about this grace, faith, grace? Because you see, let me just break grace down for you. Go back to Hebrews 11. Sex grace we know it is unmerited favor, yes, unmerited blessings, undeserved favor, or earthly blessings, okay yes, sir. what does this mean? this plenty English what does it mean? what it means is that when it comes to grace you You don't even think. You don't do focal. You don't do anything. You, you You don't even blink. Your effort is not needed. Not at all. Not once. When it comes to grace, there is only one person who works, who does everything God. So you ask yourself, I was saved by grace. Am I really living in grace? No. No. That's why he said, without faith, or without the opportunity to exercise my grace, you can't please me. Because if you don't live by faith, it's like you're stopping God from doing things that he he alone ought to do. So he said, "He that cometh to him, if you are going to him, that is the place of grace. You must first of all believe that he is where God is. You are irrelevant. Your works are irrelevant. Your efforts irrelevant. Allow him to operate fully. You are asking." God, I'm not. I need the grace of God in this matter. Have faith there. Yes, now, your lack of faith, your efforts, your works—you know what it does to God? It blocks Him. It becomes inhibitor. Your efforts, your works, are the inhibitors. Of grace. Because where you work, God must cease from working. He said, if it is of grace, then it is not work. And if it is of works, then it is not grace. Romans eleven six. And if by grace, then is it no more, then is it no more works. If it is by grace, then it is no more works, no effort. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more works. But you know what we do? We mix the two. Let me just Summarize grace. What God is saying is that, in fact, don't even get up from bed. He will supply your food, supply you money, give you a house, give you a this, give you a that. See, I was dancing at the I'm telling you, that's what grace actually means. It means do nothing. Only do nothing. So be there. No, that's the simplicity of grace. Because if it is grace, then it is about him. You are just reading. If and if by grace, then it is no more works. What is works? Effort. What is effort? Do this. Don't do this. If I do this, I'll make money. If I do that, if I don't do this, I won't make money. If I don't try this, I, if I don't do, 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 do. This is what we teach in church. This is what we teach in church. So grace is not purely thought. I'm telling you. Can you sleep for God to bless you? Yes, Someone said it. I'm telling you. We are not living grace. Oh. So we are not living faith. You live you, you like you are blocking God. You feel if you don't go to work, you will make money. If you think you don't do this, can I show you something? Yes, Look at Romans 4 15. Because the law worketh rough. God is saying, Law, do effort. It worketh wrath. There's one thing, that how you get God angry. You make God so angry. Now, you know what wrath is? Wrath is the senior brother of anger. So, the Bible says that, you, see, you think, I need to do this so that Charlie, I, can, I can make it. You know, I need to do that. Then I need to do it. So, and it the Bible says, it angers God. It brings out the wrath of. It provokes. Show some other translation. It provokes God. So you have no idea, as born again, how you provoke God by your effort. Come to church, you won't come because you have to go to it. Because if you don't go to it, you won't pay. You do you have money? Come to this, you won't do. You know, effort, 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 effort. Look at it. For the law always brings punishment on those who try to obey it. For the law provokes. It provokes punishment. What I'm teaching eh? you might think, no, 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 this has to be an eternal thing. Like when we get into eternity, then you don't do anything. How can I just be there? I'll be your mind is telling you like that. That's why if you don't have work, you think you are the most miserable man. If you don't have work to do and you are home, God says as you rest, He will take care of me. You two say no. I must do something. I must do something. Prophet, are you trying to say, okay, so we should just be there like that? Literally, yes. Look at it. It is really senseless to work so hard. See, we teach this thing, but it doesn't get in. Because you have been, you have been, Customized. you have been tailor made to the, to the things of this world you see when you don't have cash on you you think you are the most miserable in fact that is the place you never believed God the reason why you think you are miserable is because you are depending on your effort and your effort so what you are seeing is real in fact what you are seeing the miserable state is correct because your works, your efforts are miserable. <laughs> Rest in God and enjoy his riches. Do you know why God gets angry? He gets rough. Because he's too rich to provide all. Imagine the school fees I'm paying for Joshua. I'm paying school fees because I'm rich. Then one day he brings with you and says Daddy, you take back the school fees. That's an insult. That's an insult to my riches and my wealth. Are you understanding that? Anytime you put in effort, you're trying to tell God that his riches is not enough. So you must just get something along the way to survive some way, somehow. If every Christian understands this thing, we'll spend a lot of time in church. We'll spend a lot of time with him than spend a lot of time being slaves to men. Am I saying don't Work. Work. Do your work. But you see, let faith be the crown of your work. Otherwise, that same work you are doing will inhibit your faith. I was watching, there's a man of God in Ghana. He went to Nigeria for a program, Redeem Redeem Church. And he went to use the washroom. When he finished, the ushers were standing outside there. Okay? Okay. So once you come out, they go in and then they check and clean. When this man entered the washroom, the prophet had cleaned everything. You know righteousness, right? So the place looked. The man came out there and called and said, man of God, man of God. He said, oh, why did you do that? He said, why? He said, why did you clean the place? He said, this is what we do. This is what we love to do. The thing struck him. Later he found out he was an owner of a bank in Nigeria. He's a bank owner. He owns a bank. The, Osha, the one who wants to clean the toilet. He's a man of God. When you come here, just spoil here. <laughs> oh yes. He said, just spoil the place. He said, this is what gives us joy. To clean up the mess you have made. When I heard that testimony, I said, God, people understand this now it is the grace of god that this man who is a, he is not a, a managing director of a bank he is the owner of the bank the owner he's a shareholder and he says that majority of them the ushers you see there asking people to come and park their cars most of them are ceos mds owners of companies people have come to understand That's not in the abundance of things that causes me to raise my shoulders in life. Once I find grace, I am nobody, even if I own the world. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. That's how come some people, you know, there are some churches, ushers, they get offended when postpone the place. It is not your, you haven't found grace yet. That's effort. You feel like, oh, no, how can I? No, 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 no. When I heard that, my service for God, I said, Lord, give me something nasty to do. The reason why we don't enjoy grace is because yourself is in there. Too much. Too much. Everything must be you. Yourself must be in there. And we carry this mentality even in, in dealing with God, where God says, allow me to handle the matter, you say, no, sir. God is saying, it is really senseless to work so hard from early morning till late night. Toiling to make a living. Why are you doing that? For fear of not having enough. You are afraid you won't have enough. That's your effort. And of course, you will not. Because human effort does not give a reward. He said God can provide for his devoted lovers even while they sleep. God can, God can provide. And if anybody is telling you, I'm I'm enjoying this. I'm telling you, I'm enjoying this. I have come to trust God, trust the Holy Ghost. The only work you need to do is believe. Keep believing. I'm just sharing with you what Abraham found though. (laughs) So do you know what the Bible is saying about Abraham? The day God said, come out of your house. Let me show you a place. I'll give you a house. Abraham didn't do anything. He just followed. That's all. Does he know where he's going? No. But he believed. That's all. I'm sure some of us will be like, which way am I going? In life, you can't start life without planning it. Many are the purposes and the plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, God's will will stand. Grace is God's will. Allow God's will to be done. Oh, pray do. Is somebody getting it? Why does grace not work in your life? I just give you the answer. Why does grace not work in your life because of your efforts? How do you defend that? Romans 11 says, If it is grace, then it's not work, if it is work, then it's not grace. Simple, if it is grace, don't do anything, allow God. So, so you have a debt, okay? You have a bill. <laughs> this is the bill. I we did it on Friday. This is a bill. God says don't do anything. Say God this is a bill. You see the way we used to think, Charlie, how go feel settle this thing? Hmm. Do you know what you are doing? Effort. Effort. Because you are afraid that if you do nothing, nothing will happen. Is that not the fear? If I do nothing, then nothing will happen. That's because you don't know scripture. In grace, if you do nothing, something happens. (laughs) If you do something, nothing happens. (laughs) Your rent is coming up next three weeks. God says do nothing. Only believe that he will settle it. That's all. So you wake up. Okay, God said he will settle That's all. That's all. That's grace. That's working in grace. No worry. No need, no mind of need. You don't have any mind of need. God said, God said, when is it telling? I don't know. God said he settled it. And it will shock you. That's grace. That's grace. That is grace. The effort is too much. The effort is too much. This is the fullness of faith. Grace, walking in grace is the fullness of faith.
0: Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Raymond Nine at 6 p.m. Encounter the Supernatural in our Friday Services, Dabbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in a service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny Hyphen Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Daniel Jedu for videos. You can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting print and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your god given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International, contact Services on 233-5472-1773 or 233 432 8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at worldloversglobal.com. You were made to leave from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed